Yeah, welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils <laughs> pod live show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook. It's still America's top-rated sportsbook, and it will never cease to be. Bet just $5 on any NFL game this week. Get $200 in free bets if the team you bet on wins their game. It's just that easy. It's a wonderful Tuesday. ASU basketball had their first scrimmage last night, and I am happy because I'm joined by Brittany Boyer. Brittany, how are you doing? You know what? I'm... Well, okay, let's get this out of the way. So y'all have seen this for the last, like, however many weeks. I got to have surgery. Don't have a date scheduled yet. Found out today. Can't do surgery until after Thanksgiving, hopefully before Christmas. And then it's still an eight-week recovery can, after Can that. we start calling you or maybe just your boot, Bootney? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Also, let's take bets on how long I'm going to have this on for. Like, why not? Put it in DraftKings. Come on. Open it up. What's the, what would the over under be? Because I don't even know that the 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 time like. Tw- I would say like twelve weeks right now. <sighs> Another twelve I'm ta- weeks. I'm taking the. I'm o- only halfway there, you guys. I'm, I'm still gonna. I'm taking the you. over because I feel like you'd be making mac and cheese one night and forget to put it on, like when you like wake up from a nap, and you like and like trip and fall. Yeah, or maybe yep. you just go. Yep, I could see be it. Fun. Well, let's get into the weeds <laughs> um, of. This pre- let, let's just get this out of the way because I'm sick of talking about it. Yeah. I want basketball season to start right now. Um, final takeaways from ASU, Washington State. Anything that you didn't get to exclaim when we were live? Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Herm's press conference and, and a little bit about where the team's at right now um, because we're not going to really talk too much about this upcoming game against USC until you know the podcast later on this week and then our live show on Friday. So just a little bit of a wrap up, you know, weird practice this week. Today's election day. I know it's not a really big election year where people are voting for presidents, um, but the NCAA does mandate that all athletes have to have the day off to go vote. So um, football was not going to have any practice today that forced them to have to change their schedule and do a two a day practice yesterday. So there was no media availability except for Herm addressing people at noon and, you know, the vibe in there was a little bit weird because <laughs> yeah. it was almost like we're just completely ignoring the elephant in the room, which is the fact that, like, ASU has now squandered two different opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a little bit of an error uh, in what I had said on the show on Saturday. I said I think they had given up eight unanswered touchdowns. Well, it is eight because they had were up 21 to nothing, were they not, yeah. um, at Utah? So it is eight unanswered touchdowns, um, you know, since right before the half at Utah. So it would have been seven if you were looking strictly from halftime on until when ASU scored again. But people asked him, um, you know, when you came here, the standard was set – of, um, you know, being a Rose Bowl program and being a winning program and X, Y, Z. And do you feel like you're achieving that? And he kind of flipped it back around on the media and was like, well, I don't know. Do you guys think I'm achieving that? Like, you no, set it was the standard. 21-7 at halftime. It was 21-7 at halftime. So it was just seven because there were 49 points in 55 minutes is what they okay. gave up without scoring. Okay. Sorry, continue. No, it's all good. I knew I, I was slightly off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, He flipped it back around on the media, and this is my thing. I truly feel like I'm going to catch flack from this, but I brought it up on the postgame show, and the more I've thought about it, I want other people to think about it. Todd Graham was truly a better coach, or at least had better results, even if his coaching style was not as good. The players he was able to bring in and cycle through in his recruiting class ended up having better results than what 
Herm Edwards players have put out there um, in terms of what they're doing. When Todd Graham's players didn't necessarily perform because there were games, um, it was pretty evident that a lot of the players had quit. And a lot of them have told me off the record, like, yes, we have been so, like, at that point in time, we were so frustrated, whatever. Um, Whatever it is with this ASU team is different um, because it doesn't look like they quit. They just fall absolutely flat on their face, and I don't know what it is. It's like a lack of... Um, like a, a lack of urgency there. It's just not there. It's almost like it's too calm. They're too worried on staying calm and just not, they, they don't have that balance, yeah. I guess, is what they're lacking. And so, you know, Shane, that was something I wanted to touch on. <laughs> well, if, can I, can I tell the people the text you, that you sent me? Yes. Uh, let's see. Yesterday at noon, Britt sends me a text that something that we talked about on the post game show. And that we, we, we I, at least I said, I can't deal with this anymore. Every time I feel bad for her, I'm like, or, or like I'm mad at him. Like the, he has a press conference and I'm brought back. I'm, I'm bought in again. Yeah. So Britt texts me yesterday at noon, quote, God damn, it every time I want to hate Herm uh, and be mad at him, he talks and I can't stay upset. LOL. That is so it true. Is, yes, <laughs> it's so, and so true. That's why I wanted to touch on it. It's like we're not addressing this elephant in the room yet. Somehow <laughs> I'm he's still able there. to flip things yeah. back around on the media and still captivate you yeah. to make you think like everything's okay. And so that's where I feel like there's this disconnect. Whereas with Todd Graham, like people just didn't like him. I feel like he didn't yeah. know how to talk to the media. But Herm, like there is a firm. Firm for Herm, huh? a lot of people have been saying that. But, you know, there's like a, this disconnect of where either they're very for him, and I think it's because they are able to be inspired by what he says or what, however he presents that information, mm-hmm. still, um, they're still bought in. And then you have the other people who are able to see through the bullshit, for lack of a better word, and they're just so, done. So this is what I don't understand. If he can have this effect on ASU fans, and he can have this effect on even some media, why isn't that a f- same effect driven toward, driven toward the players? Like, why 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 don't the players get so bought in? Is it because they've seen through it? They the the motivation has no backing. Is it because they've heard the same thing over and over again, and that they are, they're expecting different results? Like, why isn't it working? I that is a great question, and I think that's what the players are asking themselves. So that's know, a great and why I, isn't it everyone's working? asking that? You know, a lot of people actually said like the players are quitting. Well, not everybody. Um, you know, we questioned kind of what was going on out there. Doug Holler actually of, of the Athletic mm-hmm. wrote a story that said like, "Are the players quitting?" Um, and Evan Fields fired back and was like, "I believe it was him," and mm-hmm. said, "I've never quit on anybody in my life." Hopefully, this was able to strike a chord enough with them that they're able to find that passion and that fire. You know, I, I was able to ask Herm at the press conference um, what they were doing with this game to make it personal because he did talk about before that UCLA game, you know, how one game at a time, but at that game in particular, it it had a lot of personal meaning for so many of those players. One, they were able to go home and play in front of, um, you know, a hometown team for a lot of them because they're from that LA area. But two, a lot of them had that... Um, irritation or that chip on their shoulder because they didn't get an offer from UCLA. And I feel like they're going to have somewhat of the same thing against USC. However, with what Shane, we've seen them do in the last two weeks, I'm really not sure what to expect. I mean, we're hoping to see them come out fired up and, um, you know, back to the team that they were before they hit this slump. Um, I don't know, man. Trenton Borgay even looked better i would have liked to see him go in sooner and don't get me wrong i know it's because washington state also had their backups in as well but you know 
he had a passing touchdown <laughs> yeah. way quicker than no, Jane Daniels I, I had. Know, I know what you're saying. Anything. So this is what I don't really get about what everybody thinks about ASU. I mean, do these odds makers uh, like everywhere? I mean, DraftKings has it. Uh, at, ASU's favored by eight and a half. Um, I know they're at home. Um, but do they just not watch what's going? I mean, are we overreacting? No, I think they do. But then also take into consideration what happened to Drake London, broke his ankle out for the rest of the season. Yep. I think that they're also thinking, and don't get me wrong, USC, USC has a ton of playmakers, mm-hmm. but I think that they're also thinking, okay, well, now you've got the program in disarray. Andrew losing this player going into this week. You don't know who's going to step yeah. up. You don't know how they're going to answer. I still don't think Arizona State should be favored by that much, especially well, against a Southern California team. The talent's team. there. The talent's there the to talent's be favored there. by that much. But let's, if you historically look back at our records, and this might just be a lot of the uh, longtime Arizona State fans could probably relate to me on this one. Historically, the records are not good in terms of beating both LA teams in one year. So, you know, already beat... UCLA, oddly enough, on the road, wouldn't be surprised um, just off of the weird voodoo stuff <laughs> that has to do with is like that the, the stars. Problem? Is That's that the, the problem? problem? That's a, bro. What if what if Moonlit Madness for basketball was like this whole voodoo thing, no, so no, that no. they don't could be okay. The year they didn't have Moonlit Madness, isn't that the year that they didn't end up going undefeated in non-conference play too? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does somebody have a Herm Edwards voodoo doll? Bro. Hey. Oh, my God. Why hey. be Ed Ordron? He wants to come to Tempe now. He's trying to get if Herm you, fired. <laughs> if you are performing black magic on this ASU football team, stop it. Okay, I think we got that out of the way. Let's right. talk about DraftKings. As we mentioned, Arizona State is eight and a half point favorites at home against USC on Saturday. If you want to take that line or you want to take it the other way because you're like me and you're not very confident in the ASU team, I did cash out on Washington State plus 16 and a half. That hit with ease on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But if you want to get involved in it, go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Sign up. And if you're a new member, you can use that promo code PHNX uh, when you sign up and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you get $200 and free bets that you can maybe throw on USC plus eight and a half. You can throw it on their money line at plus 260 if you threw $200 on their money line at plus 260. I don't know why I did this. So you'd win 520 bucks. Um, so, hey, guys, come on. Come on. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo Listen code PHNX. Um, and join me for my betting show every Monday through Friday at 12. Okay. Let's, uh, let, let's get away from the toxic environment that is ASU football and let's bring in a nice fluffy warm cookie that is Arizona State basketball. I'm it's all s- new, rebaked, redone uh, with new ingredients. Non-GMO? Yeah. Maybe. Organic? Is I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Bobby Hurley would make that basketball team organic. Organic basketball, mm-hmm. homegrown baby. Let's well it's actually it's so far from homegrown this year with all of the transfers yes. and new faces around. Um we, we saw them at, at Moonlit Madness. Yeah. We saw them in their scrimmage against St. Catherine yesterday. Can you talk a little bit about both of those uh, events? Okay, yeah. So we're going to get more into Moonlit Madness and the scrimmage against St. Catherine as well next week on Monday. So we'll be bringing you a bunch of stuff on that. But mm-hmm. we're going to touch on it just a little bit today. Moonlit Madness, man, that was absolutely awesome to see them back there. Um, it would have been nicer to have it be a little bit longer than just like 45 to 50 minutes. It was relatively short. You know, they introduced the players and they had a badass setup 
couple, let me tell you, they had mm-hmm. these two big flamethrower things that were like shooting <laughs> fire up in the air. So everyone had their own walkouts on. They were doing a dance, came out, walking out to the flames. Anyways, then they did um, like a shooting competition where somebody had to shoot a layup and then they had to dunk and then it was a three-point shot and then a half-court shot. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. The ladies carried them. The ladies carried them on that. They were absolutely phenomenal out there. I'm super excited to see Mayo Giles. I think she's going to be great. She is a transfer from Rutgers. I think she's going to bring a lot of energy for the girls team. You know, uh, They went through a little bit of a rebuilding process last year. This is Charlie Turner Thorne's 25th year with the program. She's a staple when you look mm-hmm. at ASU women's hoops especially. I know that there's not as much of, um, or there hasn't been in the past, as much of a demand for ASU women's hoops, but I think that that might be changing in the future especially with the strength of the Wildcats U of A women's program down there Adia Barnes and what he she's done with the turnaround in just you know her four short years I think the fact that we're seeing more competitive basketball across the state is going to be able to draw in more fans and couple that with the fact that you can now bet on yeah. women's basketball I think that that's going to bring in a ton I more mean, eyes. I, as you said new faces I mean uh, freshman uh, uh, Jaden Simmons uh, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Jaden Simmons yeah. you know her uh, her uh, dad played yeah. on the football team. And she was the all-time leading scorer in Green Bay, which is just super I- impressive to uh, have a freshman come in. Uh, Charlie Turner Thorne, Tar- Turner- Thorn, that always gets me, um, said she's uh, slated to make an immediate impact on this team. So it's really exciting um, to see. Uh, let's g- Going over to men's, mm-hmm. um, touch on a little bit about the vibe and the environment at that scrimmage. Um, okay, so the vibe was good. Definitely got to tell you. So, I mean, I was saying that the girls carried them. They also carried them in the three-point shooting competition but i don't want to judge too much based off of what the guys did outside it was very poorly lit um it was kind of hard (laughs) to see yeah Uh, i think they were just excited to be out there they definitely balled out in the dunk contest that was exciting to watch them do uh bobby hurley i called him junior on twitter but he's actually a third um (laughs) and i was not aware of that so for conversational purposes i called dad bobby hurley and then kid on team bobby hurley jr uh, he pulled out his dad's old Kings jersey uh, <laughs> to help with the dunk contest. That's sick. And that was one of those amazing moments that you absolutely love to see. We have yeah. that highlight up on our Twitter if you're interested in seeing it. Um, PHNX underscore Sun Devils, by the way. Yeah. So that was cool. But, you know, it just they just looked so happy to be out there and be together. They really looked like they gelled well as a team. Um, and then you, fa- you fast forward to the scrimmage yesterday. Arizona State won 108 to 41, I believe was the final score. It was absolutely insane. And there were a lot of players that were out there that I think wouldn't have normally gotten the chance to have been seen if they would have scrimmaged against a team that was a little bit stronger. I absolutely want to give a shout out to Jay Heath. He looked phenomenal phenomenal in the, the scrimmage. Um, I You definitely could tell that the communication with this year's team was so much improved from last year's. The the ability to pass the ball around and share the ball, I felt like that was um, also somewhat improved. I didn't feel like I saw as many poor passes at this point in the year because St. Catharines was playing pretty aggressive defense. They were mm-hmm. trying to get turnovers, trying to force turnovers in any way that they could. Um, you know, really my main concern was just seeing them get into a rhythm from early on. Um, they, they didn't, 
they put up quite a few shots. I want to say it was like five or six that didn't fall before they eventually made one, and they yeah. had already run two minutes off the clock at that point. So um, it's impressive to score run away anytime. Um, obviously, this is a game that is kind of a throwaway at St. Catherine. There was no expectations for anything. DJ Horn put in 15 points. Obviously, Marcus Bagley didn't play. Uh, um, Jay Horn actually was the guy who really kicked the offense into gear. He was the first person to score. I believe it was off an offensive rebound, and then he was able to kick the ball back out. And then uh, I want to see Luther Muhammad had the assist for him. I'm not 100% positive that I'm right because I don't have those stats right in front of me. But I do know that DJ Horn was the one who made the first shot and got things into a rhythm and yeah, really kicked the, off that offensive momentum look, for them. Looking so. at this box score, the one thing that really sticks, sticks out to me is DJ Horn was 4 for 5 from 3. Um, it's good to have a 3-point shooting team mm-hmm. in the Pac-12. Um, and you couple that uh, with a big man um, and good team rebounding. Uh, that's just a recipe for success. And I know Bobby Hurley's teams play defense really well. Um, so you have a lot of really good ingredients that you just need to boil together in a pot to really yeah. get this season started off right. And they got three games that they should be able to win at the start. I think maybe oh, yeah. three or four before Baylor. Um, so that's going to be good for them to kind of get in a groove uh, before everything really gets serious and before conference play. And like I said, I mean, they looked much improved from last year. I mean, I, I get it. It is an entirely new team, new coaching staff. But um, you, th- Shane, think about where this whole entire fan base was around what march april everyone entered the transfer portal you Mm. had essentially i think Jalen graham was the only person who didn't enter the transfer portal that was planning to come back that wasn't going to leave and go to the nba draft um you know kamani lawrence eventually decided to come back and then marcus bagley and then they started building with other outside pieces oh and luther muhammad but he didn't play last year so really you didn't know what to expect from Mm -hmm. him um when you think about where the fan base and their outlook for ASU basketball was uh, in March or April and you look at it six months down the road it's absolutely amazing the the corners that they've been able to turn and I think that they're only going to continue to build on that in the next five months as we're leading up to March Madness and hopefully they'll be able to uh, be back on their feet this year because they were poised to make it yeah a nice run there in 2020 before Dude, the I'm, pandemic uh, just completely came and took a shit on everything <laughs> I'm telling you during the pandemic when this team couldn't figure it out, when the chemistry was off, when you could see Remy start to kind of disconnect from this team. Um, I, w- I kept saying, all, all of my buddies that were ASU fans, or still are, maybe they, maybe maybe it's past tense now, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, the, the amount of times I had to be like, dude, come on, it's not over yet. They still have a chance. It's a Pac-12 tournament. Don't give up yet. And then they keep losing. I'm like, it's not a... And then by the end of it, it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm completely... Can... I'm not bought in anymore. It's re- Just as you said, it is so impressive and refreshing to see a new team that you kind of have more of a hope for now yeah i can 100 percent relate to where you yeah. were at last year but um you know a game after game it just got harder and harder to not d- you know chime in with the people on social mm-hmm. media who are all going insane um and i'm not gonna lie to you i i was a little bit concerned that bobby hurley was going to be on the hot seat for a bit of time last year before i really took into consideration a lot of the other outside factors but um yeah I, I think the whole outlook of this team has done a complete 180. Mm-hmm. I think they looked relatively good in 
the scrimmage, I would have liked to have seen uh, more offensive rebounds. I felt like they were still lacking in that area. You know, they do have two bigs. I felt like they weren't really getting scrappy, but they also weren't trying to go for it. They weren't boxing out. And I know it's just St. Catharines, but this is a prime opportunity for you to practice against bodies that you're not used to, people who aren't necessarily your teammates. Yeah. They have a different timing, different style, and uh, you're just kind of letting that pass you by. Yeah. So in these next upcoming games, the three before they take on Baylor, I would really like to see them focus on getting more offensive rebounds. Defensive rebounding, I thought was really good they were really aggressive and they snagged a bunch of those but and and, and rebounding to me is is 85 percent effort um and yeah. that, that's all it is it just it, i mean um, there especially was no, at the college level there was no uh you could tell no one was tracking the ball to try to be where it was at after the shot was up that was it well let's get into a new segment we don't have a sound effect for this yet so I'll, I'll, I'll make it when um the graphic <laughs> comes up so now presenting to you word on the street eh, eh. That's pretty good, Look wasn't it? Look how cute we are in our little Jeep. Yeah. Uh, still, it, I feel like it's tilting. Tear it up in Tempe. I feel you like can't it's, see me. I feel like it's tilting. Hiding in the <laughs> RV. <laughs> I feel like it's tilting more and more every day. Um, well, cut back to our beautiful faces for a second. This is something that Britt worked really hard on. I saw a little bit of it before we started. Um, you want to explain to the people what you got in store yeah, for Yeah. So, you know what? It's an absolutely amazing time to go out and talk to people. It's beautiful weather. And this whole fan uh, or this whole show is based on, uh, you know, wanting to include uh, the fans in conversation. So what better way to do then that than to get out and talk to you guys one on one. So this is our uh, word on the street fan segment. And here is who everyone's most excited to see play for ASU Hoops this upcoming year. All right, so what's your name? My name is Justin. All right, Justin. You excited for Sun Devil Hoops this year? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Who are you the most excited to see play on this year's team? I'm most excited to see Bagley, uh, Graham, all the returning players. And I think we have a good shot at the uh, tournament this year. All right, thank yeah. you so much, Justin. Uh, thank you. All right, what's your name? Uh, Dominic Carriel. All right, Dominic, were you at Midnight Madness last night? Yes, I was. What'd you think? I thought it was awesome. It was fun. I was actually really surprised how many people showed up, actually, too. Yeah, there were a lot of people out there. From last night, who are you the most excited to see play this year? I would for sure say Marcus Bagley because I didn't get to see him last year. So um, I'm excited that he came back after going to the transfer portal. So I think we're going to have a good team. It'll be fun. What's your name? Christian Paul. Ah, Peter Parker. All right, Peter Parker. Who are you the most excited to see play for ASU basketball this year? My dark horse answer is Kamani Lawrence. You know, he's coming into his own. He's been here a few years. He needs to find his stride. But when you got someone like Bagley who's going to go to the NBA next year, it's hard to argue against that. When you got a seven-foot center that can kind of spread the floor a little bit, I think he's going to be a beast. So we'll see how it goes, but very excited. What's your name, sir? Christian Murray. All right. Who are you the most excited to see play for ASU basketball this year? I'm excited to see the freaking GOAT, Marcus Bagley. He's been putting in that work. This is his season. All right, what's your name? My name is Luke. All right, Luke, who are you the most excited to see play for ASU basketball this year? Ridiculous question. My boy Marcus Bagley's going off. He's going off. Oh, he's been the popular answer this week. Oh, you damn right he is. Absolutely. My man's going off. That's it. Take he's a back. chug. He's back. He's ready to ball. Let's go, Devils. That's the game, baby. Let's go, Devils. Let's go. We love it. All right, what's your name? Jenna. All right, Jenna, who are you the most excited to see play this year for ASU basketball? Oh, man, I want to see Marcus Bagley just ball out. All right, that's been the popular answer, so I'm not surprised. What's your name, sir? Derek. All right, Derek, what are you looking forward to the most about ASU basketball this season? 
Uh, as of right now, the improvement of Bobby Hurley and his coaching, uh, if not his resignation. A little bit of a hot take there. It may be, but uh, I think all of us are kind of wondering when the Bobby Hurley era is going to improve. So if it doesn't, I think he needs to go. All right. Love it. Love <laughs> so it. So that last Woo! one. That was a good job. That last one threw me for a bit of a loop because yeah. I was not expecting that. Well, I, you know, I, I love the Marcus Bagley takes and um, it, it, even the, the dark horse. I wouldn't call him a dark horse, Kimana Lawrence, but I, I like those answers. The one I didn't hear who is... Luther Muhammad is no, not surprised. And DJ Horn. No. Even better than that. This guy has gone under people's radars. Marion Jackson. This man, yeah, if you he, don't know, know who he is, go look up his Toledo highlights. 19.8 points a game uh, at Toledo two years ago. Last year, the MAC player of the year, 18 points a game. This man is on a mission. He looked good last night. He led the team in assists. Yeah. Uh, small guard. Uh, plays with so much heart. I remember I, I bet on him a couple times last year um, in these crappy little Mac games where Toledo would blow people out. He is a dog. I am so excited to see Marion Jackson play basketball for the Sun Devils. Yeah. And so we're going to be getting out, doing more of these, uh, you know, word on the street. I'll be back out there on Saturday before the USC game. If you have any ideas on things that you would like to see discussed or any, uh, you know, topics that you think would be a great hot take to bring into the conversation, shoot me a DM on Twitter. Uh, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be exciting. We'll have more, as we said. Um, we'll be coming live to you for from uh, basically every single ASU basketball uh, game for post-game coverage. Uh, and then, as we said, we'll have a whole season preview um, on, in six days on Monday, same time at 5. Um, but, man, this this team has so many personalities. Um, and I'm just so excited to see where everybody fits in. There, there, there's... The, a lot of what we haven't seen from this ASU basketball team in these last couple of years, uh, in part because of we we've seen people like Remy have taken over this team. There are so many specialists. You know, you Luther Muhammad, who is just Mister Clamps. He locks people up, mm -hmm. uh, and then K Kamani Lawrence, who is the, the intangible guy that kind of does everything. Marcus Bagley shoots the shit out of the ball. Enoch Biake is a six ten absolute presence in the post. I mean, you have guys that can star in their role, and that's one of the biggest gripes I had with this ASU team. Nobody really started in the role. I mean, Josh Christopher was supposed to be a dude who could come in and average 20 points a game. And Listen, I have a hot take on Josh Christopher people are not going to like, but he was a selfish person. I think he was a selfish <laughs> player, and I think he was the prime cancer to last year's team. I think there are a lot of factors, but um, I, I could see that. Uh, I, he is a league devil now. Uh, he scored his first points last week for the Houston Rockets. Um, I hope the best for him, and I really like to see him play. One thing that I want to talk about before we get away from ASU basketball, the Dort Hog, Lou Dort, has taken another step. Dude, he's the, awesome. He is so fun to watch. I mean, he he's expanded his range so much. I mean, I remember going to ASU basketball games when he was here, and I loved how much defense he played, but... Man, every time he shot the ball, I'd, I'd clench my ass. Like, it was disgusting. He, he he had so many awful misses and just bad shot selections. And to see him star in the NBA on a, what is, to be honest, a really bad Oklahoma City Thunder team, it, it's really it's fun. It's so weird to hear that because a couple years ago, that was like so not the case yeah. with Oklahoma City, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, you know, bad, it's like. Weird how times change. Their, their average age on that team is like 23 and a half years old or something. Oh my God, they're babies. Yeah. They're babies. Jane, Do you, does that make you feel old? Like, 
Uh, I just always feel, what does Kevin say? Kevin says, do you think Herm Edwards is living off of his NFL reputation resume? 100%, sir. And I'm here's what I'm going to say. Like, yes, he is a great motivator. I think he has absolutely mastered uh, the tactic of being able to persuade you. Like, he would be the master used car salesman because <laughs> he could get you to buy a piece of shit, like, no matter what. If it had a bow on it, he'd be like, here you go. And you'd be like, yeah, I want it. Yes. It hasn't run in three years. Yeah. I still want it. It's okay. I'm going to fix it. You what, just what, was that me. Mac Miller line? I could sell water to a speedboat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, non believers like, to a temple. God, he was good. RIP. Um, okay. Uh, one thing that you're working on is something with ASU Volleyball. I am, and I am. you can find that at gophnx.com if you become a member. Britt, can you tell the people what they can find from yeah, you there? Yeah, so if you become a member at gophnx.com, you can find lots and lots of breakdowns from not just me, but from everybody. You'll have access to all of our stuff, including Coyotes, Suns, Cardinals, Diamondbacks. Um, if you have any interest in those losers down south, <laughs> you can read their stuff too. Um, and anything that has to do with bets. Um, we do our weekly Pac-12 picks of the week that we have on there. I always have something that's a post-game takeaway from football. Right now I'm working on a volleyball story and uh, Sonia Tomasevich in her, you know, her complete, I guess they're kind of in a rebuilding phase. So yeah. uh, they're, they're a little bit past the rebuilding phase. They're, they're coming out of it and they're climbing, climbing that ladder, taking that next step. Um, so Going to be talking about that. Really a great story. Um, it's a super young team. They have won the last five in a row. They are on fire. They upset uh, UCLA, who was ranked. They upset Stanford, who was ranked. Utah. Um, they upset Utah, who was ranked. They had a win against Cal in there. Um, it's just been really big for them. They're on the yeah. road this upcoming week um, against Washington on Friday, Washington State on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, you know, they have a junior in Iman Isanovich who was named the – Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week last week, and she also was named the AVCA National Player of the Week. They just are an amazing group of players. They're an amazing group of individuals. There's so much love. And I actually learned so much from Sonia when I sat down and talked with her for like the, the half hour that I got to. Um, so I really think that this is going to be an insightful piece. I think people are going to like to read it. You know, yeah. if you don't know about um, the ASU volleyball coach, she played volleyball at the University of Washington. She is from Serbia, and she actually currently is the all-time leader in assists, digs, and like one other thing. She leads three different stats for the Washington Huskies in their uh, books, and she is one of only two volleyball players to ever be inducted into the Huskies Hall of Fame. So she is a pretty big deal. Um, she's been able to implement a lot of what she learned as a player into the system here, and it really just seems like the girls love what she's brought to the table. So, Well, if you want to read any of that or anybody else's coverage, what up, Lowtown Capone, um, go over to gophnext.com. Uh, you can try your first month just for 50 cents or you can get an annual membership and a free T-shirt um, for just under 60 bucks. They've got some good stuff. Become part of the family and go to gophnext and sign up. Um, ASU Soccer, let's touch on them a yeah. little bit. Um, just had their senior night last week. Nicole Douglas tied the single-season school record uh, last week with a 3 to two win over Colorado. She has 17 goals this year. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. And, you know, ASU, or sorry, ASU soccer is 
they're on a bit of a, a high note right now. They've won the last couple games in a row after, you know, they had gotten off to a strong start to the season and then completely bombed once Pac-12 play started. Um, and I want to say they've won the last three consecutively. And so they're preparing to close things out now on the road against UCLA or not UCLA, U of A in Tucson for that rivalry game. That's going to be a big one. Um, you know, they always bring the heat. And um, I've watched that that U of A team play, and they are very aggressive. They are a very strong team. They are a very talented team. Um, so this is going to be a big test for ASU. Make sure you tune in. Give them the support. I'm sure that they would very much appreciate it. Um, and then one more thing uh, around the down in the devil's den is what we're calling this. Yeah. Um, ASU Hockey, these are just a couple quick hitter stats um, that they've t- tweeted out. This is very impressive stuff. Um, Matthew Cooperud, number one in points for five straight weeks. He has 17 points on the year. He's number two in goals with eight. Um, this is an entire NCAA. Josh Doan leads all freshmen in total points with 14. Um, he's tied for first in assists with 10 in the entire NCAA and scored four goals in October. Um, that team just has some really fun personalities, and they're yeah, they really do. starting to shine through. So it's 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 fun to watch. Uh, I'm a big hockey guy. Um, so with a or with uh, the Coyotes not being able to scrape any wins off, I believe they're playing right now. I, Aaron, do you know what the score is? Um, Still zero zero. Hey, at least it's zero zero. They have one point on the year. Um, ASU Augie does not. They have won many games. Uh, so if you want to check that out, yeah. uh, please go ahead and watch and head out to some games this year. They're an exciting group of guys. ASU Hockey right now sitting at six and four. They've won the last five out of six. So they've been doing pretty good on these uh, last couple weekend uh, series that they've had. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure who they play this week. I have it pulled up. They, ooh. This is going to be a big game. So this weekend, or I'm sorry, it's not even this weekend. This weekend they have a bye. But next weekend they are at Quinnipiac um, on Friday and Saturday. And if you don't know, Quinnipiac is actually who handed them a loss in uh, the ice hockey Frozen. Frozen 4. Frozen 4, yes, a couple years ago, I believe. Um, So that's going to be a big game. I actually was accepted to Quinnipiac for my master's degree and chose to go to ASU. But that's something for another day. (laughs) Um. Yeah, that's going to be a very competitive series, though. Definitely one that you're going to want to tune in for because I think that if Arizona State is able to uh, get some good momentum going early in that game, that is very feasible for them to pull off a win. And it would be a big win and a momentum-shifting win for them for sure. Well, anything else before we go Yeah, one last thing. This Saturday... Friday and Saturday, uh, ASU Swim and Dive will be at home. Uh, Girls Swim is against UCLA on Friday. Uh, Boys Swim against USC on Saturday. I don't have a time yet. I want to say it's going to be around noon, though. I'll be out there checking it out. Going to be talking to some of the swimmers to see about what's going to make this team so special. You know, it really is another team, very much like volleyball, where it is a ton of youth. Bob Bowman is over there. He's a great coach. Um, But, you know... Kind of the story's a little bit around the dive program and the lack thereof. So I'll be getting out there, getting some information for you guys. And uh, again, go over to GoPHNX and become a member. You'll have access to all of it. And we'll also be breaking it down uh, cohesively on the show. Yep. Tomorrow and Thursday, audio only episodes. Friday, we'll be live previewing USC. Um, and then we'll be live right after the game. Um, a little later, at uh, game starts at 7.30. Hopefully it's not a four-hour one this time so we can get some sleep on a Saturday night. Um, but, yeah, we'll be live right here. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, I was just thinking, like, yeah, that would that would actually be nice. Like, you said sleep on a Saturday night, and I was, like, thinking about it. Like, 
actually you brought it up and last saturday even though it was homecoming i still was home and it, like i finally crashed out at like 11 30. Nice. i slept though until like three o'clock the next day i was so tired um but yeah when you said sleep on a saturday night it just kind of threw my brain for like a <laughs> what is that and then it's like oh yeah you did get to do that once sorry that was not a, supposed to be any kind of look. <laughs> uh, all right well yeah uh friday at 5 p.m we will be live um on almost all of our uh monday through friday shows at 5 p.m moving forward so join us here on the phnx sports youtube channel you can follow me at shane d if you can follow Brittany boyer at bboyer07 on twitter you can follow phnx underscore sports on all across all social medias you can follow phnx underscore sun devils on twitter for everything else asu and we will be back live on friday peace